Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Hi, this is Neville J. McKenzie with Asia Tech Podcast. And my guests today are Salrish Nandi and Kenny Ko. Yeah, I got Hi, that right. Good afternoon. You got it right, yeah. Yeah, pleased to have you here. Thank you. Um, can you just, uh, Kenny, can you just introduce yourself and your company? Oh, okay. I, uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of the uh, Blockbox, and um, sorry, she's my CTO and co-founder. So uh, Blockbox is a, is a new startup. Uh, basically, it's, it's a company that deals with data analytics for transport assets. Um, largely, you are talking about ships uh, as well as um, aviation planes and commercial planes and things. Yeah. yeah. So can you just tell me a bit more about your background? Uh, myself, I, I have been operating a satellite communication company for, I think, 16 years now. Sorry, 17, it's 2019. So it, yes, it's uh, 17 years. Uh, for the past 17 years, you know, I, I have been uh, providing remote communication you know, for, for land and uh, transport assets like ships as well as uh, of recent, uh, even um, planes. So yes, uh, I have been doing that for the past 17 years and right until now I started the Blockbox. Okay, and you started it with Saurish? Yeah. yeah. So, Saurish, can you tell us a little sure. bit about your background? Yeah, so I have been with uh, ship management and ship owning companies for the last 15 years and uh, mostly handling the procurement section. So, I was global head of procurement in my previous company, uh, which is uh, Rickmer Ship Management. And while I was in the procurement, I realized that there's lack of lot of uh, lack of data analytics and data analytics tools uh, in the maritime scenario as such. So then that's when I decided, let us let's let me start something of my own. And there were not enough vendors who were providing this service. So I thought, why don't I take my expertise of procurement and the maritime and analytics and start something of my own? And then happened to meet Kenny, who had a very interesting idea of how to put data on blockchain. And then we got together and we said, hey, let's, let's do something on this. And then that's how the Blockbox came about. So Blockbox is basically black box on blockchain. Yeah. So how did you meet? So, so that te technically... Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry, she was my customer. You know, I, yeah, a, a, yeah. As you know, you know, I, I provide satellite comms uh, for most most of his uh, vessels in his company, um, his his global procurement. So, um, of course, uh, you know, we we communicate a lot because there, there were so many ships that is un, under uh, Sorry's uh, management, and and then uh, you, you know that that he has at that time, you know, he he was already constantly doing analytics for his yeah. fleet of vessels. He he's doing it in a very manual way, right. um. You know, he, he gets the ship captain to to send data on Excel file, and you know, sometimes dealing with ship captains can be challenging, and the the transmission of that itself, um, it's also a li little bit uh, flimsy. So, I, I, as as he mentioned, you know, so he was he was having a lot of frustration, you know, and on one hand, he was trying to analyze so that he could optimize the the management of the vessel and uh, um, manage the cost of operating that vessel. But on the other hand, he, you know, he has a lot of difficulty getting all this data and all that. So one fine day, you know, while, while we were having our meetings and all that, um, I, I, just, I just briefly mentioned that, you know, um, if only, you know, we, we, could, we could put data on, onto, onto a, a blockchain or, or on, a, on a cloud, right, for the, the VDR. A VDR is actually a black box, you know, a, a black box that is um, on a plane. Um, similarly, it's mandatory for all ships to have the black box. So I, I was just telling him, you know, if, if, if we had this data, this black box data on the blockchain itself, then then it, it solves a, a very a lot of problems. 
And one obvious problem is obviously if, if the plane goes down, you know, like uh, the, the the most high profile case of recent is MH370. Yeah. In, in an issue like that, right, uh, you know, the, the plane could not be found till today. Or, um, you know, some people say, you yeah. know, they're found in Cambodia. That's, that's the latest news. But it has been four years. Um, nothing, no no leads, and nobody knows why, when, or how did the, the, plan, the plane go down. But imagine if we had that data already on, on the blockchain, then there's no need to, to, to look for answers by retrieving the, the physical capsule. So that's, that's, that's for, that's for um, aviation. And in, in, in the case for, for maritime, right, on, on the ships, um, first of all, it, it solves the problem of, of retrieving data. Uh, that's that's for the case or like 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 storage yeah. problem, and and you know in in the incident of a, a collision between two vessels whatsoever, um, our experience tells us that you know um depending on which side you are on you know the the the, the side that has that is making that mistake will have this tendency to to tamper with the data or deliberately um, misplace the data or turn off the 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 black box on the ship things like that. But if this data is on the on the chain real time, then no more monkey business. Is is so these these are the these are the benefits, the obvious benefits that you you could you could see from uh, having data analytics and storing them onto a blockchain. And nobody can temper it. So you're you're saying that the data is constantly being updated, or yeah. yes, is and is that from your connection with the satellite that is That's right. constantly yes. being yeah. updated via satellite? That's right. exactly. Okay. And because a lot of people ask us, you know, why wasn't thought this thought about before, or yeah. why was? So yeah, I was going to get onto that. Yeah, because yeah. the uh, the satellite communications maybe three four years back was not as advanced, and that's where our our team's expertise come in. Because Kenny has a has a deep experience in satellite communications, so we have two co-founders who are actually in satellite commission and two who are from the maritime background. So you're half the team. Yes, we have the team. Yeah. So half the yeah. team is working. You know, yeah. Yeah. So someone has to take care of the office. But uh, yeah, so so it was a perfect marriage because um, nowadays you almost, have, even if you travel with A380 Emirates and all those airlines, you actually have internet for even the passengers. So so this is, uh, the satellite communications is improving. There's more connectivity. It's cheaper. And hence, we can actually now talk about all the solutions. <coughs> So the um, okay, I've, I mean, we're all aware of what's going on with uh, blockchain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, why why wasn't this done before? Why couldn't you? I mean, you mentioned before that satellite communications yes. has been updated, yeah. um, but satellite networks have been around for a long time. Why didn't people say use um, a sort of a, a, a hardware storage system, say like what Google have with their Right. Disk storage. Yeah. Um, why didn't they do that before? How does that help? Yeah. So uh, actually, there uh, there has been recent uh, uh, developments wherein people are actually trying to put data on the cloud. Uh, to be honest, blockchain is also a very new technology. I mean, still getting matured. And, and you know, you have different consensus protocols coming up now. So I think people are just getting a grasp of it. So what, what happened, I think, with the blockchain technology, that's my personal opinion, of course, in the last four years, people had a lot of hype about blockchain, but people are not getting uh, the actual use case, how to use blockchain. So blockchain was just a fancy word. But I think now it's a time when people are actually getting, you know, uh, they're realizing, okay, now we can do so much things with blockchain. I think now the realization is coming. I think I've, we see a lot of companies now coming with very good use cases. But I, but we believe like we are kind of the first in this space. So you're so you're, you're the first in the space. So um, if who would you see were your direct competitors? Would it be somebody copying you? 
what gives you the edge in this space that say uh, and the alternative solution where say if google were to get in and just up the upload data yeah yeah I, I think i think for, for for this right i i can i can say that um you know just with a, a, any other technology to speak right you you cannot stop uh copying what, whatever you do whichever industry you are there there will certainly be some companies with a bigger pocket that will copy copy and duplicate but uh, i think i think our selling point is our team so our co-founders are four 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 of us you know uh, we were all in the maritime industry so that that gives us an edge that uh, yeah. yeah perhaps um you know it's not that you know just just money can can replace you know but uh, for us with our experience in in terms of satellite and and uh, the knowledge like like in the case of storage the knowledge six, 16 years yeah yeah 16 years of knowledge of managing a ship um and you know his network his contacts and and, and all that it, it it makes it a lot easier for us to get into the 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 space and uh, we understand the needs of the industry of our customers yeah and maritime yeah. just to add on uh, Kenny's valid points it's like maritime is a very uh, people's industry so everyone kind of knows everyone and and we even millions of dollars of deals are actually signed over a coffee table or over over a drinks so uh, and people need a lot of trust in the maritime industry and that can be achieved only if you have worked there so i think as he rightly mentioned network is very important i mean technology is something you can always develop but i think to understand the pain points of the industry and to contact the right people the right stakeholders is very important so you're an actual do you own the ships yourself or is it your are you no my previous companies we used to own ships yeah yeah so i used to work for ship owning companies as well as ship managing companies yeah yeah so now your role in the company is uh, more on the technology side uh, 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 basically developing the infrastructure of course we have blockchain developers and programmers who are doing the actual coding and all but uh, myself and kenny we both actually there are a lot of overlapping roles we have uh we developed the infrastructure how it's going to be and you know what to be done on the analytics side etc etc so your roles are based on your previous career right. and your knowledge yes. in the industry yes we thought it's apt yeah, yeah. so now you're working with engineers Ooh. to develop um yes, a absolutely. technical solution to yes. the problems that you've identified exactly right. okay mm. so um when you are looking for people to work with say engineers um what are you looking for what kind of a person are you looking for to join your company I, th- I think for me um is the most important of all is attitude. Yeah. It, it, it's it I think it trumps over you know academic results and things like that. I I think a person a lot of things can be learned. But attitude it's not something that you can learn. You either have it or you don't. So so whatever whoever that we are we we want in our team for one must believe in what we do. Um that person must be passionate. and we also want that that party to you know to be a go getter um to have initiative and uh, to want to get things done and completed in 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 the right way i think that's what we are looking at for for people yeah. that joining our team yeah, yeah. And in addition yeah. to that, the guy has to be a little bit creative because whatever we are doing now in this space is is very uh, experimental because a lot of things have never been done before. Even our protocol, what we are developing, uh, is a new protocol, and we're going to patent it very soon. So, so there's a lot of trial and error, and you know we always like every other day we come out with a creative idea. Okay, let's do this. You know, maybe this is the right way to go. So, I think we need this from our other team members, engineers as well. Yeah, someone who is willing to think out of the box. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And okay, so you you mentioned someone that's willing to think out of the box. So um, you've you've come up with your idea. Um, what um, what will give you the edge in the future? 
um, that other people haven't thought of? What what makes this the the key to the solution? I, I think I think um, it's it's our vision. Okay, our vision um, to actually create an ecosystem solely for maritime um, and then aviation. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't understand the maritime industry. Of course, it's not it's not the B two C kind of business. It's B two B business. So maritime is very complicated. Uh, I mean, just the supply chain alone. I mean, j- just imagine the amount of equipment and provisions and uh, uh, that you require on a ship that is probably twenty thousand tons, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it's it's just so many of them, and then um, then you have the 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 other element of crewing. Uh, which is which is a big deal in in the maritime industry today. Uh, crewing is one part um, that uh, we we have to pay attention to. Um, the the way you know the the welfare that these these crews are getting on board. You know, um, do they have connectivity? Um, do they have access to to contact the families? Uh, it's only of the recent two to three years that um, they these sh- uh, ship crews have access to such. But still, you know, it's again, it's dependent on the ship owner or the ship manager. You know how generous they are, and and how willing they are to give this welfare to to these uh, ship crews on board the vessels. And I must say, actually, today a lot of them are uh, they're not getting basic connection that yep. that you know I think they deserve. So we, we we want to build an ecosystem that even encompasses that. So eventually, uh, we we're going to build a content platform, so that all crews. Uh, would be able to pay with our token to get access to internet connectivity, to get news, and to get uh, entertainment, and and that that includes a movie library. So so this is this is just one part of of the entire ecosystem that we are looking at, and we think it's very powerful. Oh, you, yeah. you, okay, so you mentioned um, coin. So mm. You, mm. your is that how you're financing? Your yes. your venture. So we are planning. We, pl- we have planned for an ICO. Yeah. Uh, so now we are in the pre-sales and the private sales uh, uh, stage, uh, wherein we have a soft cap of three million US dollars and hard cap of twenty mil. And uh, the idea of uh, using the soft cap is basically to develop the complete uh, ecosystem, like Kenny mentioned, for maritime. And once we reach above that, from between soft cap and hard cap, is what we'll be using for the aviation development. So that's that's our roadmap. Okay, so I think we can bring up the roadmap. Is that possible to bring up bring up the roadmap? So um, you're you're at the sort of second stage here, preparation for ICO. That is right. Um, and so it's your completion of proof of concept. Yeah. So yeah. so we are actually uh, so so the proof of concept is going on, but we are we already have signed up with a with a ship management company to do the trial. Uh, wherein we're actually testing out our device, uh, uh, device on board. And uh, of course, and then and meanwhile, we're also trying to raise funds. And then we go for the actual implementation. Uh, then then satellite. So we have we have big plans. So we also want to go into the satellite division, go in for the aviation. And in the end, we have to, we want to also go for the railway. So basically, our idea is to uh, completely, you know, take the transport safety uh, aspect. Yeah. Address the transport safety aspect. Okay, and if we look at the roadmap here, yeah. um, you've got the you've got your timetable planned out right yes. the way till twenty twenty one. Yes, that's right. Yeah, 
So um, you've, you're, you look very well. You've thought it out very well here. Yes, I think we just, uh. I think that's what when Kenny was mentioning about vision. So we, we had a very clear mission. We had a lot of workshops within the founders. So we wanted to all plan it out so that, you know, that we, we don't uh, look like unstructured and we it's not like unplanned. So it, it's all planned out. Of course, uh, there might be there might be roadblocks in the future or maybe we can achieve that goals even even faster than what we have planned out. Have you spoken to potential clients? Yes, we have. And what were their feelings on that? They were all very appreciative of the thought process and the project as well. So because for for us, it's not important. So we have different segments of clients. So for example, in Maritime, we have ship owners. We also have ports. Like we are talking also to the MPA. uh, uh, MPA MPA is a Maritime Port Authority of Singapore. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. okay. More on the funding part, but uh, and also insurance companies. We have talking to the vendors. So we want to have the complete ecosystem with us because that's that's where the success of a project or the product lies. And are you based purely in Singapore at the moment or have you spoken yeah. to um, the... Inter- because shipping isn't about... Global. Yeah. It's, it's a global... Yeah. 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 But fortunately, I think Singapore is, is a very big maritime hub. So um, uh, it's a good place to, to start. I mean, we, we are fortunate to be able to start this company here in Singapore. But uh, certainly, I agree with you. Maritime, it's an international business. So uh, we have plans to... to expand overseas and you could see our roadmap that we are actually looking yeah. to set up our Europe office as well as a US office in the future. Yes. Yeah. And so, so are you aware of what's going on internationally? Because yes. um, you're here in Singapore yeah. and what, um, you mentioned Saurish. Sur- yeah. Saurish. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you, um, it, people, everyone knows each other in the yes. Yes. global Correct. market. Yeah. Um, so are you aware of what, potential competitors are up to absolutely i mean uh, uh, we kind of know uh, like i said you know there are some some companies who are trying to do what we are doing uh, putting the video data on cloud but uh, not on blockchain again there are some companies who are doing blockchain but not exactly the applications we are doing so they're doing bits and pieces here and there but there's no clear competitor for us uh, at least in the space now maybe after hearing the podcast may, there may be but <laughs> not yet <laughs> yeah but and and like uh, to address your earlier point like uh, i have been working for a german ship company for for a long time so i have good network in germany i think kenny visits china taiwan yeah. malaysia thailand very often so and i'm basically an indian so the indian market is quite well known to us so and these are all the big maritime hubs which 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 we are covered and and we have network also so um what um what are you looking for next so we're at the point now where you you um, I look at it, you've com- you're in the process of proving the concept yeah uh, apart from once you've completed and you've done your um mvp what will you then be looking for so I think uh, after that, it will be actual uh, deployment of the technology. Uh, uh, and uh, that's where uh, I think, like they say, you know, the, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. So then once people actually see the value of the analytics, uh, the different stakeholders, uh, and, and our next step is actually uh, the block box protocol, what we are developing. We want to also sell that as a service. So like you must have heard of SaaS, software service. So BAS, which is blockchain as a service, is also getting very popular now. So we want to sell that block box protocol or the platform, how the way it's designed as a service to companies who want to uh, take up and, and and not for very high fees. We want we want to encourage people to use blockchain more. So that uh, of course we're not going to make it open source. Uh, we don't have as deep pockets as the, the other IBM Hyperledger etc. But we want to encourage more and more people to come on the blockchain platform. 
But if somebody came, al- you mentioned open source. If somebody came along and produced a similar product to you, open source, right? Um, how would that affect you? How do you think that would affect you? I think it again comes back to the previous point we already mentioned. Uh, it'll uh, the way it's designed and and uh, it, it's very important for uh, us or for anyone to develop to know the different stakeholders and it has to be somewhere from within the maritime industry and we don't see many people developing that at the moment so if it if it's a big player like IBM and all i think they'll have to first understand the maritime industry and and um, i think it it might be a case of joint venture more than they developing something on their own yeah so David, if if I may, I like to touch on on, on your question on now. What what do what do we look for? You know, by by third quarter of this year, we would have a, a fully workable product and commercially available. Um, uh, uh, privately, you know, um, I, I'm I I'm unable to disclose the the names of the company, but um, I I I have actually spoken to a couple of ship owners, uh, medium ones. They're not really huge, but uh, um, overseas ship owners per se. Um, actually, they have uh, expressed interest, but uh, they they actually wanted to do this trial with us, but uh, because of um, the, the the first MOU that we signed with the ship owner, it's supposed to be exclusive. So because of that, we we can't. I, I think that's a good sign. I I think it's it's a good sign that you know these these ship owners looking at our 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 portfolio, looking at what we are trying to achieve, and uh, we we show them what we have, as it is today. Um, I think it impresses them, which is the reason why you know they 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 wanted us to do the trial on their vessels instead. But uh, for some reasons, we we can't. But I I think once that product is available, these these are the ship owners that will be ready to adopt our solution. So yeah. what adv- what advantage do you th- do they think your product will give them? Okay, um, the the maritime space is is facing a lot of challenges. Um, one of the the challenges um the carbon tax that will be implemented on all ships in 2020. And that is next year. You're talking about next year. Uh, the, the entire maritime industry is actually scrambling to, to, to meet this requirement. So this, this, this carbon, uh, carbon uh, um, I try to be layman on, on that. Uh, let me give you an example. Ships alone contribute 40% of the carbon emission in the world. But that's, yeah. that's amazing. Yes, com- <laughs> but think about it. I mean, you, you probably have like a forty to sixty thousand big and small vessels that is operating, comparing to the number of vehicles that is on the road in the world. But ships alone contribute forty percent of the carbon emission because of the quality of fuel that they use. Yep. Now, uh, the world is going green. Um, a lot of uh, governments around the world, especially the EU, are very particular with that. So. It's a good thing that you know we are addressing this problem. It's everybody's problem. Global warming is everybody's problem. So they they they're forcing this down the throat to the ship owners. Look, you have to do something um, to make sure that you reduce your carbon footprint. And and because of that, you know, obviously, you know, uh, using a better fuel is nothing to do with Blockbox. But with Blockbox, with data analytics, they can judge on the spot live if what is the amount of uh, a, a carbon emission real-time, on each of the individual vessels. I think that is, this is a, a very good use case for, for the maritime industry on Blockbox. So, so um, uh, that's one. Um, as, as we know, um, managing costs is, is always a key, key point in every company across all industry. With data analytics, right, uh, they would be able to optimize, they would be able to understand 
what is going on on board the ship, how the machines are performing, and are they taking the optimal route to their destination? You know, well, with, with real-time data analytics, they can react immediately. And, um, you know, they don't have to rely on the traditional emails to have this correspondence and things like that, which, which is actually happening today. The, you know, what, ships are being communicated by email? Yes, yes. I, I mean, yeah. uh, ships has been communicating by email since like uh, 2004. And um, at, at that time, you know, we, we, we cannot, I mean, we have to understand that at that time, the satellite technology only allows like 64 kilobits per second to 128 kilobits per second of a data connectivity. With that kind of connectivity, you, you can only send email. Yeah. So that, that, that has been that for, I think, probably in the past uh, decade, up till uh, 2013, that is when, you know, uh, the, the satellite technology has improved and it has become affordable. It has uh, become affordable for these assets to have some form of connection and you're looking at one megabit per second. So a as with uh, any other things, you know, once there is uh, uh, internet connectivity, then it enables a lot of possibilities. And data analytics block box is one of them. Yeah, and just yeah. to add to one one more point and how we are designing the protocol or the transaction is that, uh, so we always say that data is gold, data is important. Uh, so a lot of people, like especially the ship owners, are just giving data free to people who uh, want it and they are actually monetizing the data. So we have developed a model inside the protocol wherein uh, the ship owners, who is the owner of the data, they are generating a lot of data, vessel data, fuel data, VDR data. So, uh, so as and when uh, other stakeholders require the data, they get a part of the transaction fees. So they get actually incentivized for the data they are sharing. And this is a very revolutionary model. So in fact, when we are having, I won't name the shipping company, but we're having a discussion and we said, uh, we're going to give back money. They said, wow, uh, I never heard that someone is going to give me money for installing a solution. And and our solutions are very, very reasonably priced. And uh, so the idea is not to uh, make the ship owners invest heavily into a product because everyone is going through a tough time. Uh, yeah. So that's, I think, one of the big advantages we have. So you've you've built a startup on yeah. this idea. Yeah. Um, did you think about taking it to a larger company that may be interested in a, in the solution? The, as of as of now, we no. just want to to get this thing up and running. Yeah. So yeah. you 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 have you haven't been turned away by anyone to say. No. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, but why a startup? Because you look at being uh, an entrepreneur is challenging, and um, you mentioned before we we came on the air that you've spent in the last nine months you've worked for two years. Yeah. So, what what made you do that? What's driving you? Well, for me, I I think I've always been an entrepreneur by heart. You know, so I. Um, you know, this 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 is not my 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 first uh, project. You know, actually, my my satellite company um, was was also started by me. You know, back in two thousand four. So, um, for me, whenever I I, I see an opportunity, um, I want to put that opportunity into action, and I want to make things happen. I I believe uh, with our knowledge and 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 all that, we can make a difference. We can make a difference uh, to the way the maritime industry works. And um, yes, uh, and it's, it's because of, of uh, this spirit that I have, I, I think, you know, let's just do it. Yeah, I think mm. I have similar experience yeah. with uh, Kenny as well. So I've always been 
into this entrepreneur thing, although part time, you know, wherever I see a gap and I say, let's let's do something about it. Let's let's uh, address this logically, you know. So I have been involved in startups all the while. But uh, 2017 is when I thought, let's take up lunch. So I, I have my uh, other firm, which is consulting firm. We also are doing event space. So so basically, we have our own event space where we talk about technology. We invite people because what we realize is it's not good enough to just sell a solution to the people to the maritime industry. They should know about the technology advances. They should be mentally prepared to accept the solution. So that's what also we are trying to do. So my... you you were you were working um, although you had a full time job. Yeah, you also had. Uh, startups, startups on the side. On okay. the side yeah. So you didn't just jump in and yes. say, yeah. I'm t- you know, do, do you have families? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, my wife yeah. is actually uh, based in US. So, yeah. so that gives me a little bit of uh, more space here yeah. to, to uh, because I have uh, like odd hours of working and you know, you, you just have to attend meetings sometimes, you know, at very short notice. So, so when you when you went to your when you told your wife, look, I'm you know, I know I have this secure job yeah. going. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of getting involved with Kenny here, yeah, who's yeah. got, you know, we've come up with this idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just, what was her re- well, she reaction? Was, she was very supportive. She always knew that, okay, you know, I uh, I had this uh, this entrepreneur spirit in me. So, but yeah, when I, when I discussed with my parents uh, after I left the job, of course, they said, oh, so now you're unemployed. I said, no, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said, it's the same as being unemployed. I said, okay, never mind. <laughs> so yeah. uh, is that continuing? No, they... I think now they are realizing you know, that there's something coming out of it. When I show them the, the presentation, my website, they say, oh, yeah, yeah, we are very proud of you. And I think also the friends have supported quite a lot. You know, we have a lot of friends who, who always mm-hmm. boost us, say, okay, just go for it. Yeah. There are times when you feel that, have I taken the right decision, you know, but I think. Yeah. So when when you reach those times, have you and you're asking yourself, have I taken the right decision? Yeah. What do you tell yourself? So I think I think that's the best time. I actually I call up my friends. I said, uh, what do you think? You know, but like uh, should I go back to taking a job? They said, no. I think we we know that you can do it. You have a good vision. You have good uh, out of the box thinking. I think it's just a tough time. Let's let's go for it. And then Kenny, who Kenny you've just a, called. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He tells you to carry on. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you know. Um, Kenny, how, when you have those times, um, what do you do? Um, yeah, referring to the, the time times when that. you think mm, maybe this isn't such a good idea. I mean, it, it probably doesn't happen very often because you've got experience. Yeah. But in your past, maybe you know, in your first startup, how did you get through it? Well, I I, I can say for entrepreneurs, right? When at every stage, uh, I I believe most entrepreneurs at some point they will have self doubt. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, and especially when you know when the the going is tough. They, they will start to question themselves if they are capable enough, uh, if it's the right decision. Um, that um, My answer is there is no right or wrong decision when it comes to entrepreneurship. It's a gamble. right? So um, it's a gamble and if it's a calculated risk and you think it's worth, worth the gamble, then uh, just go for it. And when the going gets tough, right, then just tell yourself that, no, you chose this. So let's just go through this. Yeah. Then that, That's me. No. That's me. I think also I want to add like uh, also yeah. we have a very good board of advisors with us uh, and, and some of them I actually look forward to as mentors so when times like this come I'll definitely you know go to them and say because mm-hmm. they are the stalwarts in the industry they're thought leaders so if they uh, like kind of uh, acknowledge that no what you're doing is right I think then we think we are on the right track so how did you find your board of advisors? It's mostly through networking, yeah. networking at different events you know different uh, some of my, uh, them are my ex-colleagues so it's a very small space, like I said. So, and and recently also we we for the aviation sector we we got uh, Mr. Privin, 
uh, who's uh, uh, a founder of uh, ex-founder of Air Asia. Mm-hmm. So he he gives us a he will give us a good inroad into the aviation sector as well. And maritime, of course, we have we have good board with us. So are you paying these um, advisors, or they no? They have been very yeah. kind so They've far. They've been very yeah. kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They believe in what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and so when when you go to them and you're with your an issue, um, how did how does that process work? So you have an issue and you say, well, Kenny. Um, Saurish. Uh, Saurish. Yeah. Um, we, we can't solve this together. Yeah. Um, I think we need to call on one of our advisors. Yeah. Uh, how does that process work? So usually, uh, if you see, our board is very diverse. So we have representation from the master mariner to uh, to chief engineer, as well as uh, uh, there's one guy who is actually a startup uh, entrepreneur himself. So I think uh, I think we, we address, uh, I mean, we go to these people as and when, let's say it's a it's a maritime related problem then we go to the master mariner if it's a, if it's something to the finance then we go to the, the to the startup guy you know because he has gone through this process of raising funds as well so uh, so far i think i think uh, they have been very very welcoming they, i think we we have not had roadblocks and and being a new space itself uh, so everything is kind of new so so we didn't have any roadblock as such and and i think we have also chosen a board who are actually forward thinking so they actually also believe in technology because it was very important for us to get those right people because otherwise uh, we can't get someone who's actually not pro technology and then advising us yeah. so so yeah, um would you would you make a phone call or is it a face to face meeting it's usually face to face because most of them are based here yeah. in singapore so yeah. it's easy we just have to ring them up and set up a meeting and and they're always accommodating yeah um so is there anything else you want to tell us about or what else can you tell us about the company well i i i can i can let, let's put it this way i know um I'm, i don't have big words for that but uh, i can i can say of my team um we are very aggressive and um we know what we want and where we're going to and um i truly believe uh, that uh, after this fundraising exercise uh, we will take this company to the next level surely how much yeah. how much are you looking for uh, our soft cap is uh, 3 million 3 million yes and uh, hard cap is uh, 20 million yeah yeah and so. over what period will you be expecting to raise that uh maybe between 4 to 6 months we are looking at that kind of timeline yeah yeah and so, i think that just to add to kenny so i think also we have a shared vision of uh, be, this being a singapore company right we want to establish singapore on the on the world map and you know if and and it's 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 i think it's high time that some some good thing comes out of singapore i mean there are many like there there is examples of grab etc okay so also yeah company yeah. like us yeah okay so um is, if the, how can people get in touch with you that's i think that's what i need to know sure i, I think up. there are plenty of uh, uh, ways uh, yes. Plenty of channels. Uh, so I think the LinkedIn profiles uh, will be shared, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and we have all our Twitter account, Telegram. We have Telegram group as well. So yeah, and our email IDs also. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to mention them now so that? Sure. So my 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 LinkedIn handle is uh, Saurish dot Nandi. Uh, I think Kenny's is Kenny dot Co. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, our email address is um for mine it's a uh, Kenny dot Co at blockbox dot io. Yeah. And mine yeah. is Saurish dot Nandi at blockbox Very simple one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank and, you. And um, we'll keep in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.